Welcome and thank you for visiting the 12 Tribes of Israel congregation. You can reach us at our website, 12t.co or riseisrael.com. If you have any questions, give us a call at our toll-free number, which is 888-447-1695. Or you can email us at scribe at riseisrael.com. Today we want to continue in the topic called Sabbath Your Minds. Last time we spoke to you about how the word Sabbath means rest. And sometimes how when we read the Bible, we don't realize that the word rest is the word Shabbat, which is the word Sabbath in English. Now here it is that as we spoke to you about resting, the word Sabbath is not something known to our people. And they might think that the word Sabbath is only one day. But here it is that the Bible shows us that the Sabbath day that he gave us, which we're going to read, is a weekly occurrence. It happens every week. There's one day out of the week that is considered holy to him. There's one day of the week that is the day of rest, not just for your body, but for your mind. And this day is special. It's a high day. And it's so special because it's the foundation of how to serve God in any holy day. So in other words, any day that is considered a biblical day or a day of God or a day where we want to honor him, the Sabbath shows us how to keep that day holy, how to honor God truly as he desires. But for today, we want to just discover how there's more than one Sabbath. And to do that, we're going to begin in the book of Leviticus chapter 26 and verse 2. It says here, ye shall keep my Sabbaths. Ye shall keep my Sabbaths. Notice the S at the end of the word Sabbath. Ye shall keep my Sabbaths. As we're going to discover, the Heavenly Father gave us a chapter right in Leviticus that shows us more than one Sabbath. He first explains to us that the Sabbath day, which happens every week from Friday night, to Saturday night, that that day is the day of rest. And that day we cannot do any work. That's the day that we come together to worship him, to pray, to study the Bible, to enjoy each other's company, and to do his service. In that chapter, he also explains that the Sabbath is a foundation on which all the other days that he gives us, which are holy, which have historical significance, prophetic meaning. And not only that, but it gives us spiritual lessons that those days, in order for them to keep it holy, you have to do it similar as the weekly Sabbath. And that's a great thing because not only do you get every week a day where you could relax, a day where you could spend time with your family, a day where it's expected for you not to be bothered. In a day where your spiritual battery is being recharged, in a day where you're going to have gladness, where you're going to meet up with those that are of like mind, that will help you build up your spirit into the most holy faith that you can have. It's great that you have more than just a weekly day. It could be that during the day of the week, when you feel tired mentally, because of whatever hardships you're going or your body's tired from work, 
Here it is that a holy day from God is coming. Oh man, the feeling, the feeling you get when you're at work and you're like, man, I only got, I only got a day or two and I'm going to be off. It's, and it's not even the weekend. I'm going to be off. I'm going to be home spending time with my kids. We're going to be eating a great meal. We're going to be relaxing, resting, keeping a Sabbath to the point where people that don't keep the Sabbath become envious. Like, why is he not at work? You know, he's taking a day off here and there. But guess what? You are enjoying the blessing. You are enjoying that time. Instead of wasting your time at work, you know, sitting there, just letting time pass or or whatever the case may be, you know, standing all day, carrying heavy things, worrying about this and that. In Leviticus 26, verse 2, if we continue reading, it says, Ye shall keep my Sabbaths and reverence my sanctuary. Now, the word reverence means to honor, to respect and look at it as something holy. So when he said here, and reverence my sanctuary, unfortunately, the temple that was holy to the nation of Israel was destroyed by the Romans in 70 AD. But guess what? When he spoke of his sanctuary, it didn't exist when Moses wrote this. When he said, and reverence my sanctuary, it was not talking about the temple in Jerusalem. So what was God talking about? Believe it or not, he's talking about you. You are that sanctuary where he dwells in. The temples or the churches or the different locations that our people go to, God does not dwell there. Those places, our people view them as holy or view them as the place where God is housed in. But God cannot be put in a house. God cannot be put in locations that are man-made. Instead, the Heavenly Father chose you to be his dwelling place. The nation of Israel, you so-called blacks, Hispanics, Native Americans, you are special because when you return to the Most High and keep his commandments, you have the ability to have God in you, to have the Most High dwell in you. It says, and reverence my sanctuary, I am the Lord. The Heavenly Father is the one saying these things, not Moses. The Heavenly Father is telling you, keep my Sabbaths, keep my holy days, and reverence my sanctuary. Now, to prove through the Spirit of the Most High that you are the temple, the sanctuary of God, we're going to turn to the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 3, and we're going to read verse 16. It says here in 1 Corinthians 3 and 16, Know ye not that ye are the temple of God? Don't you know? You should know this already that you are the temple of God. Now imagine if our people knew this, that they are the temple of the Heavenly Father. They will pay more attention to how they treat their bodies and how they treat themselves as far as what they put into their bodies in regards to keeping themselves holy and having their minds to be constantly flowing with the Word of God, like a stream that is constantly overflowing with that beautiful water that is necessary to bring forth fruits and bring forth vegetation. You will constantly be studying the scriptures because you will understand that if you're at the temple, then that means the Holy Spirit of God will dwell inside of you. Know ye not that you are at the temple of God 
and that the Spirit of God dwelleth in you? In order for that to happen, for the Spirit of God to dwell in you, you got to keep the Sabbath. You got to keep his commandments, his statutes, and honor and honor the Most High on those days. Because by you honoring him, you're showing reverence to the temple of God. Imagine you not resting. Imagine you not caring about your body or your mind. And you working every day of the week. You thinking that that double pay or whatever they offering you for working on Saturday or working on the Sabbath. Because the Sabbath begins from Friday night and it doesn't end until Saturday night. So imagine you working those days. You thinking that you're making good money. But in reality, what you're doing is defiling the temple of God, meaning you're not keeping it holy. You're not realizing the harm that you're doing to yourself mentally and physically. I have seen people that have taken that route, that way, that path of not caring about resting on the day that God gave them. And what happened with them is that they started having issues with their heart. They started having high blood pressure. Because they were not giving their body the rest that is needed. See, the Sabbath day is a day where your body gets to recharge. It gets rejuvenated. The word of the Most High is the word of life. So having that inside of you and you taking that in is like giving your battery, your spiritual battery, that charge that is needed to continue. When the hardships come, you listening in class, you studying the scriptures. And all of a sudden, your questions are being answered, and you didn't even have to pick up your hand. You didn't think it would be in the Bible. Here it is, the Most High talking to you. You're like, whoa, 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 how is this happening? The next verse, verse 17 says, If any man defile the temple of God, meaning if any man, the word defile means not keep it holy. If any man disrespects it, doesn't reverence it, it says, him shall God destroy. And that's what happens to the person. In due time, you see the changes that they start having physically and mentally. For the temple of God is holy, which temple ye are. If our people knew this, they would not worry about the churches. They would worry about themselves. They would study the word of God for themselves. They wouldn't be our people using drugs to try to escape the world that they live in. Because drugs does not help with our issues. That's just delaying the issue and destroying your mind and your body. So if our people were to know that they are the temple of God, imagine how they would treat their bodies. They will be concerned with what they put in to their bodies and how it will affect them spiritually, mentally. Going back to the book of Leviticus 26, if we read the next verse after that, verse 3, it says, If ye walk in my statutes, Laws that are explaining how to keep commandments. If ye walk in my statutes and keep my commandments and do them, this is how you will be the temple of God. If ye walk in his ways, if you keep his commandments and do them. The Heavenly Father told us that without doubt before that he said that he would dwell in us. He said that if we keep the Sabbath, it is a sign between us and him how we are connected. That's why Paul was able to write that so boldly and say, don't you know that you're the temple of God? And remember, when Moses wrote this, there was no temple in Jerusalem. 
Therefore, the Mosai was indeed speaking of you as the temple. When he said, if, it meant if you kept the commandments, you get the blessings. And what is a great blessing? What could be a greater blessing than having the Holy Spirit? Of course, when we read in the Bible, there were men that had the Holy Spirit like Solomon. And because he had that great wisdom, the Mosai also blessed him with everything else he wanted. A lot of our people concerned with riches, with money, concerned with their health. All those things will naturally come. Christ even said it. If you seek the kingdom of heaven first, everything shall be added to you. In general, when you keep the commandments, you have prosperity. And ultimately, we want to make it into the kingdom. We want to make it and not get destroyed at the second coming of Christ. So every week on the Sabbath day, we study the scriptures and prepare ourselves for that day. So we could be acceptable to the Most High, whether we are alive or whether we be taken. Because we know the kingdom will be here on earth. So when we resurrect at that time, that day that we call the Sabbath will be his kingdom. It will be his rest. That's what God said. He compares the kingdom that he's given us to the Sabbath. Now, remember, if there are Sabbaths, that means that the Bible must show us what other days are considered to be holidays or holy days or high days to God. If you think that God gave any day as a day of celebration, then you must be able to find it in the scriptures. That means that it must be somewhere written in this Bible that you could say, oh yeah, that is a day that God told us to celebrate. Because our people celebrate many days and some of them they think is actually of God. Let's use one, for example, Christmas. The Bible does speak of Christmas, but not in a good way. It actually tells you not to celebrate it. The world has this imagination that this day is a day of Christ, and it is in fact not, or a day of God, and is in fact not a day that the Heavenly Father gave us to celebrate the birth of His Son. Then that means that there may be other days that you might be thinking are holy that are in fact days that are celebrating something completely foreign to God, meaning false gods or Satan. So in the book of Leviticus chapter 23, which is a few chapters from where we were reading, is a chapter where he speaks of many Sabbath days. And there he shows us that the weekly Sabbath is the foundation that will teach us how to keep all the other Sabbaths holy. Because the main teaching of the Sabbath is, is a day of rest. The main commandment of the Sabbath in general is that we are not allowed to work on that day. So we're going to go to Leviticus 23, and we're going to read from verse 3 to read about the weekly Sabbath. It says here in Leviticus 23 and 3, six days shall work be done. Six days shall work be done. Meaning, we have a seven-day week. But out of those seven days, you have six of them where you could do your chores. If you have a job where you could go to work. If you have a business that you could run your business. Whatever is dealing with work in general, with labor, those six days, you are allowed to do that. Working out, schoolwork, homework, <laughs> anything with work. Six days you do that. Six days you have to do any of those things. 
Only one day out of the week is holy. Six days shall work be done, but the seventh day, meaning the seventh day of the week, that is from Friday night to Saturday night. If you look at your calendar, you will notice the first day of the week. You can't beat the Sabbath like how the churches say, because it's the first day of the week. The week doesn't start on Monday. The week starts on Sunday. And if you look and you keep counting, Sunday is the first day. Monday is the second day. Tuesday is the third day. Wednesday is the fourth day. Thursday is the fifth day. Friday is the sixth day. And Saturday is the seventh. So when it says, but the seventh day, he's speaking of Saturday. But God begins his days, not at midnight. He begins his days in the night, in evening, when the sun goes down. So Friday night, that means that Friday ended. To Saturday night is when the Sabbath is. But the seventh day is the Sabbath of rest. What he said again is the Sabbath of rest. Who could complain about resting? Don't you sometimes wish that you could get more hours of sleep sometimes because you got to worry about waking up to go to work, travel to work and everything like that? Don't you feel like sometimes you just want to sit down, relax and chill? Of course you do. That day is the seventh day. Let that day be the day that you reverence the heavenly father. You show him honor. You pray, you study your word, you come together with fellow believing Israelites, and that you use that time not only for the purpose of resting, but for the purpose of prospering towards getting to the kingdom and prospering in this world, getting answers to your problems. It says the seventh day is the Sabbath of rest and holy convocation. And the main reason we're doing this recording is not only to show you that there are many other Sabbaths, but because we have uploaded a flyer to the website, which will teach you about these holy days and when to keep them. And that flyer is called Holy Convocations. And what does Holy Convocation mean? It simply means Holy Gathering. It's a solemn assembly, a day where everyone that is of the nation of Israel, comes together and worships the Most High. That's the day of worshiping the Heavenly Father, not on the first day of the week and not in the churches. Now, to prove that the word holy convocation means a holy gathering, we're going to hold our spot right here in this verse, and we're going to jump down to verse 36. And it says here in verse 36, seven days ye shall offer an offering made by fire unto the Lord. On the eighth day shall be in holy convocation. So here's why we came to this verse. Because it's going to define for us what the word holy convocation means. And this is talking about one of the feast days, one of the holidays that God gave us. And on that holiday, we celebrate for eight days. But not all the eight days are considered Sabbath days or holy convocations. The first day is a holy convocation. And the eighth day, which is the last day, is a holy convocation. So let's see what holy convocation means. On the eighth day shall be an holy convocation unto you. You shall offer an offering made by fire unto the Lord. It is a solemn, a solemn assembly. The word solemn means that it's a serious day in the sense that it's a day that shouldn't be broken. It shouldn't be looked upon as an ordinary day 
or a day where you could do whatever you want, where you're doing chores or working out or cleaning your house or going to work. No, it's not that type of day. It's a holy day where you come together and you assemble, right? That means that everybody comes together in one location to worship the Heavenly Father. It is a solemn assembly and ye shall do no servile work therein. The word Sabbath is synonymous with holy convocations. When we think of any time that we read in the Bible, holy convocation, we immediately should think of the word Sabbath. We immediately should think of this is a day where no work is allowed. Going back up to verse 3, it says, Six days shall work be done, but the seventh day is the Sabbath of rest and holy convocation. Ye shall do no work therein. Right there it showed us that the foundation of the Sabbath is not doing any work. You shall do no work therein. It is the Sabbath of the Lord in all your dwellings. Meaning wherever we live, whatever country, wherever location, it doesn't matter. If we're in Israel or not, we have to keep the Sabbath day. If it's the seventh day of the week, that day is the Sabbath day. Weekly, we're being given a day that is a day of rest. Is a day for us to come together to worship the Most High. Let's jump up to verse 2, though. It says here in verse 2, Speak unto the children of Israel and say unto them, Concerning the feasts, feasts, feasts are festivals, days where we celebrate as having some historical significance, and they usually have spiritual meaning that builds us up and also tells us about the future. So he said, Speak unto the children of Israel and say unto them, Concerning the feasts of the Lord, which ye shall proclaim to be holy convocations, even these are my feasts. In other words, what the Most High is teaching us, he first spoke to us about his feast days, but then immediately he spoke to us about the weekly Sabbath which most of the time people do not consider as a feast. But yet, what we all could understand from it is that the Sabbath is teaching us how to keep these feast days holy. When you have the feast day, that feast day is viewed as a Sabbath, a day where you don't go to work. It's a day of rest where you're celebrating. How you celebrate on the feast? Usually you have people that give gifts on those days, people create these great meals, extravagant meals for that day. People come together, people celebrate by listening to music. It's a day of gladness. It's a holy day, a holiday. And the main purpose of that day might be to remember something that happened in our history, which is part of our heritage that defines us, or something that will come in the future. An example is like the memorial blowing the trumpets. That day, even though it's not on the weekly Sabbath, he called it a Sabbath. But before we get to that, let's read verse 4. It says, These are the feasts of the Lord, even holy convocations. Meaning, if these days are holy convocations, these are days that we gather ourselves together and we keep it as a Sabbath which he shall proclaim in their season. 
That means that some come in the springtime, some come in the fall, some come in the summer, some are monthly. It all depends. We're going to jump down to the memorial on the trumpets because that feast is going to show us clearly that it's not just a weekly Sabbath we keep, that we have to honor the Most High in all the days that he commanded us. It's going to show us why Leviticus 26 says Sabbaths. Says here in Leviticus 23 and verse 24, Speak unto the children of Israel, saying, In the seventh month, in the first day of the month, so when this new month comes in, shall ye have a Sabbath? Shall ye have a Sabbath? So here it is that the new month comes in, and the way the month is determined according to the Bible is by the moon. The moon. Can you believe that? The word month comes from the moon. So that means that you have to wait to a certain point when the moon is at a certain phase. And that day is considered the first day of the month. And not only that, when he says seventh month here, he's not talking about according to the modern calendar. The modern calendar uses January as the first month. So that means that January, February, March, April, May, June, July. July, someone might think is what this is speaking of, but it's not speaking of July. The seventh month usually comes around September or October. And it says here again, let's keep reading. In the first day of the month shall you have a Sabbath, a memorial of blowing trumpets, and holy convocation. So notice that every time he mentions that a day is a holy convocation, that also means that that day is a Sabbath. And from reading that alone, I know that on that day, I can't go to work. On that day, anything that's forbidden on the Sabbath day is also forbidden on this day. When it comes to how to celebrate a Sabbath, it's referring to all the statutes and all the commandments that pertain to how to keep the Sabbath day holy. Not doing labor, not doing chores, not just you, but anyone that is related to you. Whether you have people that work for you. Those people have to have the day off as well. If you were a farmer, if you were a farmer and you had horses and donkeys or whatever, they also will have the day off. So the Heavenly Father gave us the Sabbath day to literally give us time to rest. So that day, that first day of the month, could come any day of the week. Imagine you starting the, the week and it's Monday, and you're like, oh, man, I can't, can't wait for this week to be over. Because you know that's how everybody feels. Once the weekend is over, you're like, oh, man, it's Monday. Ah, man, already we're starting. Five more days, and then we could have the Sabbath then. Then we could be resting. Then I could chill. And you're like, man, how many hours I got till I could get home? But imagine that first day of the month is coming on Wednesday. You know how great it feels to know that sometime in that week, you're going to be off. You're going to be probably chilling with your family, eating something that you, you know, whatever it is that you desire, ice cream, cakes, lamb chops or whatever. You know what I'm saying? And you're going to be spending time with your family. You're going to go over scriptures and you're going to get to rest. You're going to get to sleep. You're going to get to wake up late. You're going to get to relax, maybe watch a movie with your fam. 
you know, at home, of course, because you can't go to a location where people, you can't go to the movie theaters where they're working because that would not be keeping the Sabbath. That type of holy day or holiday is what the Most High wants for us. Not only weekly, but in the sense that we're keeping all his holy days that way, where basically he wants us to celebrate and have days of gladness. Because at the end, the kingdom that's coming, God spoke of it as being the Sabbath, where we finally get rest from disease, from death, and from all the troubles that this world has. So with that, I want to give all praise and honor to the Most High Christ. I want to invite you to go to the website, riseisrael.com, click on the flyer link, and there you can find all the holy convocations that the Heavenly Father gave us, the dates of when to keep them holy, and for you to reverence His sanctuary. Shalom.